Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of the first artists that I got to help break were like Big Sean and Wiz Khalifa and Waka. That was like oh. from like 2009 till 2018 when I bought the gym. That was like the main gig. I didn't do anything else okay. but music related stuff. I was training and coaching and doing stuff, but the main gig that was paying the bills were all music and hip hop related. So that's what allowed me to buy so, the gym. Exactly. What did you do? Music in, management. Music, music management. Management. So okay. I handled all the contracts and logistics of working with booking agents and things of that mm -hmm. nature. When I was working with all the other artists, that was more on marketing aspect. When I first mm -hmm. started, I started interning as a, uh, I guess you could say marketing and blogger because it's so okay. weird to say that now because it's all general. But when I started it, like that stuff was just starting. Everything was mm -hmm. still in print magazines. So it was, it was different. The source and double yeah. XL were still big deals as far as magazines and things of that <sighs> nature. But ooh, I'm an old head now. That's what I call it. But, uh, uh, man. So, what's good, everyone? Shaw Evans, Mr. Get Your Buzz Up, Seek Death Podcast. We're here with Laura Sanchez. How you doing? How we feeling? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, enjoying this weekend. Father's Day weekend, so enjoying it, loving life, and mm -hmm. um, keeping it pushing. So, And it's been been nice weather. We were just talking about earlier how it was like 96 degrees or something, and it felt like 100 something. And it, it's it's okay. It's just sticky. That sticky, yeah. sticky heat. And you're over there. What's the weather like over there again? It, right now, it says the high today is 88. But the last week or two, it's been in the 100. It's been like 100, 106, around there. But it's dry heat, so I can handle that. So, I hate humidity. So people don't always understand, like I've I've spent a lot of time um, not in Vegas, but in Arizona and thing in that area where it's dry mm -hmm. heat. How would you describe um, the weather there compared to here besides dry heat and humidity? Like what's the difference when you walk outside? What What's it like? It's sunny almost every day. And I love that. Um, <laughs> So they obviously they barely get any rain, but when they do, at least when I visited last year, um, before I moved out here, uh -huh. they had a couple rainy days and it stormed a lot. So because they don't get much rain, they'll get flooding. And I think that, you know, that's how that works because mm. sometimes they'll talk about how bad the rain can be. <clears throat> but me being a Wisconsinite, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they're just whining about some crap. It's not even that bad. But then living here something i didn't know was how bad the wind can be mm. um the wind can it interrupts my internet my my cable stuff like that and it just it can get like you get wind warnings a lot and i heard from some people who live out who were living out here before me that you know it's just been worse this year it's never been this windy mm. otherwise like that's it there's barely any rain obviously during the winter i i brought all my winter stuff with me because obviously <laughs> i moved from wisconsin didn't need any of it. The most I wore was just like some a jogger and a sweater. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Just a jogger fit. Never needed the heavy coat. Barely needed any hats. I was happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait a minute. And so for the people that don't know who you are, can you can you give a, um, a brief description of what you do and then where you're at now, where you're living and, and on and on and on? Uh, my name is Laura Sanchez. I'm from Wisconsin. I trained um, MMA at Rufus Sport in Milwaukee for like the past like nine years. And then um, I moved out here to Vegas in September last year to continue. Uh, well, not to continue, but really I'm continuing my training out here. Um, I really moved because as we talked about the climate and everything, I just couldn't uh -huh. deal with the climate back home anymore. It's too depressing to me. So I get way more sunlight and I'm happier every day out here. But uh, I'm a fighter, professional fighter. I train over at Syndicate MMA. And then I also train um, jujitsu at Zenith by Robert Drysdale. So they're right down the street from me. Yeah, man. Like sunlight. Sun is a beautiful thing. It's um, 
So it was that, for you, you would say it was that drastic. You could, how long did it take you to figure out that, oh, my body needs this. Um, it needs sun. It needs more vitamin D in its life. It needs more sun. It needs this. How, how long did it take you to really figure that out, that, that that's what you needed? I think it took me a long time because, um, so obviously I was born and raised in Wisconsin, went to school in North Carolina, Southern Illinois. And then when I was back home, I was training at Rufus Sport and um, I never wanted to leave. You know, I was really proud of being there. I thought that I was in, you know, the right place just because of how great Rufus Sport is. And I was very proud of being, you know, just a straight Rufus Sport fighter, you know, no experience beforehand, but as much as I loved it and I, you know, they're a great team and I was getting, you know, great training and great partners and all that. Um, I was ignoring the fact that I wasn't really happy and I was just trying to tell myself I was happy and that I was in the right place just because that was, you know, I wanted my career to succeed. And I was just saying I'm at the right place to continue succeeding in my career. And then last season when I lost my two PFL fights, I had to kind of sit back and look at, you know, what's going on with me because I had all the physical skills and abilities, but my mind wasn't, you know, in the right place. And as much as you can try to get yourself to say that you're in the right place, you're, you got the right mentality to get into a fight and, you know, all these things that are reassuring of yourself, sometimes you're ignoring, obviously the, the real issue. And for me, it's just that being in Wisconsin, being in the climate, barely getting sunlight, just dealing with, that it it makes me feel depressed and I was ignoring it. Um, And it started hitting me harder though, within the last couple of years where I just started feeling more and more depressed. I went to my doctor and he was like, "Uh, your vitamin D levels are pretty low. So you need to start taking some. And he was like, you don't know, but a lot of people in the Midwest suffer from depression because there's lack of sunlight out here. And I was like, okay, so that makes sense. So I started taking some vitamin D and it helped a little bit, but The thing that I know is, so I work from home and so I'll be in my house a lot. And when the sun, when the, when it's gloomy and it's rainy outside, you don't feel like doing anything. Right. But then once the summer starts to hit, you know what it's like. The moment the sun, the sun starts showing and it hits your skin, it lifts your mood Uh and you're just like, Oh my God, I'm I'm so, I love this. I don't want to leave. I want to be outside just all day. Right. You just feel really good, but we don't get enough of it. And it shouldn't, to me, it shouldn't be so drastic that like, I'm feeling really down and depressed and low energy. Like, I just don't want to do anything with my life. But as soon as the sun hits my skin, I'm like, like, I just, you know, feel great. So, um, you know, people probably don't think that that's that big of a deal. Some people might be like, well, that's what you would uproot your life for. Well, for me, yeah, because I dealt with that climate long enough. Uh And so being out here, I get to sit outside almost every day. And, you know, the sun is harsher out here, obviously. So it's not too long. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm pale yeah. skin. So you can see this. Yeah. Sun, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that was a big thing for me. And I just felt like I wasn't happy. You know mm. what I mean? So um, it, it took me a while to realize it. And I think that those two losses made me have to sit back and know that there was something more going on outside of just training and forcing myself to stay in a place where I, just because I felt it was a great place for my career doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. Yeah. That, that was is, a long explanation. No, that was, that was great, especially because, uh, so the whole purpose behind this, this saying seek death is something that I really focused on, um, for mental wellness. It's, it's a mm-hmm. way for me to kind of, people are so, afraid of dying and afraid of death and Mm -hmm. the way I look at it is we can live multiple lifetimes within our one physical life that's the sort Mm -hmm. of the way I look at it and so we we do so many changes if you if you think from zero to ten how many changes do we go through (laughs) from um when we're born to 10 years old and then from 10 to like Mm -hmm. 25 we're a completely different person by the time we're 25 and then 25 on we make so many different changes and a lot of times we don't think about pushing ourselves to those limits and so for Mm -hmm. me seeking death is pushing yourself past those limitations whether it's mentally or emotionally or physically and it's 
not always easy to do all of them at the same time. And I think as a as a fighter, as a coach, or as a, a student of martial art, I truly believe a, a lot of people within the gym push themselves to seek death. In order for you to be a better fighter, you're constantly changing and growing as a person, not all the time physically, but as you said, a lot of the things you were doing were physically on point, and I've watched yeah. you compete. You are <laughs> a monster in that cage, a monster in that ring. There's there's things that you, you're tall. However, mm-hmm. I've seen lots of tall fighters not know how to be tall and not know yeah. how to use their range. You have a great understanding of your range, and so the physical things were there, and it's amazing how much you talk about the mental aspect. And then when you take the mental aspect into the emotional side, now you're, you're lining up all three to be able to go into the cage or go into that ring mm-hmm. and give your best effort. So I think that answer was dead on. And, and, and it was, how scary was it for you to move? Uh, so <laughs> I didn't think that it was... So- I don't know how to explain it. I don't, I wouldn't say that I, I had any sort of fear about mm-hmm. moving because I spent a long time, like my college years, I spent away from home. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not like I didn't go to school in Milwaukee where I saw my family all the time. Um, and I've always been very career driven. I, I love my family and I think about them every day, but my career, as they know, they've always supported me in it. Mm-hmm. My career is what I've always just lived and breathed you know what I mean just athletic um uh being a ball player since I can remember and then you know getting into fighting that's always what has driven me if I'm not being active and competing in something I don't know what to do with myself it's just it's what I know so the thing is I going to school in I was like southern Illinois so I was like six hours then I went to school in western North Carolina and that was I think that was like a 12-hour drive or so so I didn't see my family a lot um, and I was kind of used to that and I'm, I'm kind of used to, so I'm being, I'm used to being away from the family and, um, just concentrating on my craft. Uh-huh. So when I made the decision to go to Vegas or come to Vegas and I told my parents and they know me, you know, so obviously they don't want their kids to be gone. They uh-huh. don't, you know, they would like to see us all the time, but they've never been the type to stop me. Yeah. And I think that they know, you know, I'm driven enough. And the fact that I was doing it for my, you know, mental health and, you know, which affects my career, they weren't, all they did was say, okay, well, if that's what you're going to do, you know, you know what you're, you, you know what you need to look at Uh to see what's going to benefit you. You know, no one knows me more than me. Uh So moving across the country, it wasn't, I, I guess because it's the furthest I've been away from home, maybe like it's like okay I guess I'm super far away from my house like my 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 home my my family can't drive to see me like uh-huh. that I mean my dad might try to force driving but it's like <laughs> at this point you just just take a flight yeah that drive I don't think I could ever do that drive again Ooh. but I think also what helped me though is um my girlfriend came with me uh. um so I didn't come out here completely by myself so kudos to people who can do that stuff completely on their own um but you know we've known each other since high school and we play basketball together so when it comes to commitment to sports we both went to college um different colleges uh we both had the experience to realize the commitment that it takes to be at the top level um so when it came to that decision i was like you know i want to move and instead of you know questioning or just kind of like pushing that that idea aside it was like okay where are we going? <laughs> it was like, I'm with you. We, we, we're going to go because personally, she didn't want to stay in Milwaukee either um, mm-hmm. for her own reasons. But also it's just she she went to school in Arizona. So she loved it there. And she always mm-hmm. talked about going back. At first, she was like, well, what about Arizona? And I was like, well, what about Vegas? And so we just discussed the two different things. And I explained why I was choosing Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, you know, it's the fight capital. Uh-huh. And when I visited, I, I follow my intuition. If you, if you know me or if you talk to anybody else who talks to me more often, they know I talk about intuition a lot. And I feel like we have that for a reason. Yeah. So I learned to really listen to it. So when I came to visit, um, I visited Extreme Couture 
because my second opponent from PFL, uh, Taylor Guardado, goes to Extreme Couture, and she was just like, hey, you're always welcome to come visit. Yeah, sure. And the coaches were open, visited. And um, even though I don't train there, I train at Syndicate, I still got to see Vegas, get a feel for it, and just listen to my intuition. And I haven't, you know, I haven't regretted the move since. Um, but, yeah, so it's, I, I think that part of it is just having that support. Um <laughs> you know, someone coming with me and seeing, you know, trying something, starting over new somewhere yeah. with me. Oh man, that's dope. So you weren't worried about the family aspect, how difficult, or I don't want to say scary. So how, what was it like changing gyms? Because that was, that was the first, Rufus Sports was the first gym you started martial art pretty much altogether. Or at least your fighting yeah. career. So how was that transition now being at Syndicate? How how was that transition? Um, so Duke is very um you know Duke. So mm-hmm. he's more like kickboxing Muay Thai, but he also teaches other techniques from like Taekwondo and karate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um and then there's the grappling, but I don't know how to explain it. I guess I didn't know what to expect when I went to another gym. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how detailed their training was going to be. Because I know, you know, Rufus Sport is huge on technique, right? And they're very, very specific, very particular in techniques. Whereas when I visited other gyms, they don't harp on technique as much. Mm -hmm. But they're, um, I feel like it's, it's hard for me to explain I was I was nervous about seeing other gyms, but originally um, I visited Extreme. The coach, actually, my manager told me about the coach, got me in contact with him, talked to Taylor, went in, got to see it. Um, and then when I went to Syndicate, my other teammate who used to be a Rufus Sport named O'Day, he's in the UFC right now. Um, he was like, you should come visit Syndicate and see how you like it. We have you know more women here and everything. So... When I went, I talked to Coach John Wood right away, and he was open. It's, I didn't know how open other teams were to do to new team members. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I do know that at least while I was at Rufus Sport, I kind of always just – not that Rufus Sport was this way. I just always wondered, like, if I ever went to another team, would they be, like, skeptical? Would they yeah. kind of have an attitude just because it's, like – some teams are, like, no, it's, like, this is my gang. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just, like – like, this isn't gang life. This is just a team thing, you know? And it's, you can have new team members and people who can help you get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I visited Syndicate, it was all open arms. Mm. You know, I got to meet the girls. They were very open and, you know, ready to train. Um, they're kind. They're just, they're a good team. So I was I was welcomed with open arms, and I really appreciated it because that, that was, over moving across the country, that was more I was a little bit more nervous about that. Mm. I didn't know anyone else. Yeah. So, you know, but it was way, they were way nicer than I thought they were going to be, which is kind of weird that I even had that, that thought that, you know, other teams might be like, who the hell are you? You know, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Some do, I guess, but not the ones I visited. Thankfully. Well, it's, I guess the best way I can, it's hard for me to picture, um, people having a major problem with you now. I've got to know you more in depth mm-hmm. in in this function. I, I believe, like anyone does, when you start talking with someone, interviewing them. But you, I always, I always admired how how dope you are and how open you are. When you brought Jess, when when we brought Jesse in, and you were just open mm-hmm. arms, and. Mm-hmm. She still talks to this day. She was like, I don't think I've ever gotten my um, my ass kicked as much as I did by Laura, but it was the best ass kicking I could ever ask for because she not only kicked my ass, but then she talked to me about it and talked about the things that I could do to get better <laughs> to avoid this, avoid another ass whooping. So it was like, she loved it. She, I, I can't, it, it's kind of cool. Um, and you know someone's a true fighter when they're when they're excited, even if it didn't go their way. They were just she was just excited okay. and over, it and had nothing but great things to say. And watching you work with her was dope. Mm-hmm. And yeah, du- 
Duke is a good guy all the time, and I don't, I don't think he, he's ever been like that at the gym where he's uh, no. treated. And I, I don't remember any teammate, any anybody being like that um, ever at the gym. Anytime I've been there, so that's dope that you didn't run into that out there either. Um, yeah. So I want to come back. I want to circle back on something. So is is your girlfriend like a high school sweetheart? I did not know that you went to high school together. And then, mm-hmm. so was it something that, tell us your story. There we go. Let's, let's oh, just get man. into a story. If, if you can make, <laughs> if you can make a, a long story short or, or, you know, whatever it is, how, how did it, mm-hmm. I guess just dive into it. Okay. Well, <laughs> look at that. Well, first, you're blushing. Oh, that's sweet. Story, but that's so I'm sweet. Blushing. I'm I'm blushing more because not everybody knows about our story because mm-hmm. um we didn't really come out together until like the last year or two. Mm. Um so we met in high school. We met on our AAU basketball team and right away we just clicked. So we were friends. We, um, I think, you know, I don't know what it was, but we just, you know, sometimes you, you get a friend, you yeah. meet somebody and you're just like, Oh, it's like, I've known you forever. So oh, it's most like you def. click and you're cool yeah. as hell right away. Yeah. And that's how it was. And she ended up, she was going to high school, which uh, was right around the school from or right around the corner from my house. And at the time I was going to a different high school. Um, and then I ended up, we, we played AAU together and then I ended up going to her high school, um, for a few reasons, but it wasn't like to go with her. It was, mm-hmm. you know, ba- basketball and I wanted a scholarship and I wanted the coach to have a better connection there. Yeah. Um, but they did have a better one. Um, so we, we started catching feelings for each other, like in senior year, but we were trying not to, um, act on them because we were both raised in Christian households mm. and um you know we were gonna it it, it wasn't acceptable yeah. you know so we we tried fighting it but we wanted to stay friends because you know it's hard when um I would say that you have a connection with somebody to have that friendship mm-hmm. forget the relationship and the feelings beyond that but just to have someone who's such a good friend yeah I think that a lot of people um go throughout their lives without being able to connect with someone on a certain level. And my connection with her was on that level that a lot of people, at least at that time, I don't think that. Mm. Um, So we remained in touch throughout college, you know, still best friends. We were on and off. So we, um, we were together, but then like, you know, kept, I would say breaking up because we were never like official. It was, it was kind of complicated, Okay. but we tried to, we tried to be committed, tried to be together, but then it was, no, we can't do this. You know? So we would break up and try mm-hmm. to move on. She'd had her boyfriends. Um, I talked to a couple different guys, but I never let it get serious because I couldn't, I couldn't get my feelings, you know, mm. to open up to them. Yeah. Um, but for a very long time we were quiet i don't know how comfortable she's gonna be with me talking about it on a podcast but i don't know whatever it it is if it it needs well i'll put it Um, like this if it needs to be taken out we won't have it in at all so yeah um well the thing is just that we're we're open now and our families know Mm -hmm. about us um but we just i guess just the people who are closest to us really know more um but basically we didn't really become solid in our relationship until a couple of years ago when we just chose each other and we just, because we already went through enough hell not being uh-huh. together and not being happy, trying to be with other people, trying to, you know, I'm going to put in quotes, live right just because of yeah. how we were raised, you know? Um, but we weren't happy. And anytime that, for instance, you know, she tried to um, force herself to be in relationships, she wasn't happy either. Mm. Um, so when we talked about things, we just, we stopped fighting our feelings because there were actually times where we went without talking to each other at all, without seeing each other. We like cut each other off. Um, and we tried, we just, we tried and it didn't work. So, you know, she's my person, my favorite person in this Uh, world. And, um, (laughs) that's dope. A couple years ago, she ended up telling her family, I actually told my family not too long before I moved out here. Uh, wow yeah yeah because i 
the reason that that didn't happen for a while was because I had so much on my plate with uh-huh. getting ready for PFL and I did not want to deal with any sort of backlash or drama that I might have received. Um, so I just, I didn't say anything. I just, I couldn't have that going on while I was yeah. trying to get ready to be on the biggest stage of my life. Um, but after PFL, when I just, I gave myself a little time to think about uh-huh. what was going on with me. And I wasn't going to mention this earlier until you asked, but that's part of what has made my mind, like made me happier. Uh-huh. Um, not trying, not trying to hide such a big part of my life. Yeah. You know, that was, it was hidden for so long because obviously we weren't sure about yeah. each other and we were going through everything. I wasn't about to go tell my family when I was going to be, well, not my whole family would judge me. You know what I mean? Like not my yeah. whole family would be against it. It was more just, you know, a couple people who, um, I just didn't want to deal with that. I feel so you. once we were solid though, uh, like I wasn't going to admit to something before we were sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's the point of admitting to something if it's not happening or yeah. if you're still trying to fight it yourself and you're having that internal struggle? I'm not going to tell other people about it if I'm going to be judged. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, I feel you. Because everybody in this world judges each other. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous to me because it's like, just let people live their lives. Um, but once we became solid, her family loves me. They never changed anything towards me. Um, my family still loves her and, you know, we're out here and we're living life. We're being ourselves. And that's one of the biggest things is getting away from Mm. the gloomy depression weather and all that, but also being able to just walk outside and hold hands if we want to, you know what I mean? Being able to be ourselves. Man, you, you literally are a walking epitome for seek death when like, uh, (laughs) man, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And Thank you for, like, just having the, mm, being brave enough to live your truth, I guess is the best way I would put that. And kudos to both of you for being mature enough to to still be friends. I think that was, that was one part that I wanted to um, come back to. A lot of people aren't mature enough to handle that it sounds like you two were able to have a conversation about your feelings but still mm-hmm. have a conversation and be open okay this isn't something our families are going to be cool with how do we function in this maybe we shouldn't do this maybe let's just remain friends and then keep coming back and like you said she's your person because um you kept coming back there was a reason why the universe kept drawing you back to each other and bringing you back together no matter what was in front of you so that is a Man, 50 years from now, that's going to be a dope story to tell, yo. Well, let me be honest about something, though. So when there, when when we were trying to remain friends, I was having a harder time with that. Mm. I wasn't going to be able to do it because um, I was, once I was like past that point of friendship, I feel like it's, I don't know how possible it really is for me, at least at that time, or it was for me at that time to backtrack and go back to being friends when I was like ready to be open with her, you know, and I think I'll give her the kudos to say that she was stronger than me, even though she wanted to be in a relationship with me, she was strong enough to say, Hey, we have to put a stop to this. So even though she wasn't happy and she was trying to live in a way that would please other people, um, you know, I, I would call that strength for her in a way because she was fighting her feelings and she was being unhappy. But then, you know, other people can look at me like, no, she wasn't strong enough to just be with you. But no, it's, this is part of our journey and it's part of our growth. And it's a fact that you're stopping yourself from being with someone who you're, you're in love with, you want to be with, you want, makes you happy just so that you can make other people happy. Like your family, happy, your, your parents happy and stuff like that. So that was, part of her thing is trying to live the way that she was raised to be. So like I said, she wanted to remain friends at those times, but I was the one who just couldn't do it. I would say I wasn't strong enough to, um, but that, that's just, I guess everybody's different. Some people can go back to being friends and some people are just like, no, it's like once I'm past that point, I don't think I can do it. That was me. Mm. So I, 
I don't know how good good or bad that, that, that is. I don't think you know that's I, mean? I don't think that's that's either to be honest. It's just your story and her story. I think if if things didn't happen the way it did, then you maybe you're not even in Vegas. So it doesn't make sense to question if it, if one was right, if one was wrong, if it was strong. What I give I stick to it. Kudos to both of you because regardless, oh, yeah. you were both mature enough to be able to deal with the situation and not let it get to the point where you couldn't be here. So regardless of how it went down, what what went on, and I think it's normal human emotion. If, if we have feelings for someone and we, we're clear, and then it's almost uh, not rejection, but it is sort of rejection. It's like, oh, but, uh, and then learning how to deal with that. And it sounds like you are right now at a stage of your life where your mental emotion, emotional side and your training, I imagine like crazy. So your physical side is all lined up. So it's like, you can, since you're living your life, your truth, you can really go forward and give your best effort. That is, uh, that's incredible. And that's literally seeking death to me. That's your metaphor. You, you've, you've changed, you've grown, you've become who you're meant to be right now and nothing's holding you back. How, how powerful do you feel right now today in comparison to a year ago? I don't know if I would use the word powerful. I would use, I would just say free, mm, you know, mm, like yeah. just free to be myself because like I said, we are, we already touched on the fact that I wasn't happy back home. Right. Yeah. But a huge portion of me is the person that, you know, it was like half of my heart. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was just suppressed. So even if, for instance, I'm training and I'm fighting and those things are not on my mind at that very moment, that doesn't mean that the stress of the things that you go to don't build up and have mm-hmm. an effect on you outside of that where it will show in your performance. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that like, me hiding my relationship is the reason that I lost fights. You know what I mean? Like, it's just um, the not being able to truly be my myself can, you know, you, you're suppressing being yourself in front of the world and trying to, I don't know, just, just hide yourself. And there's nothing that that's comforting or relax or like fun about that or, freeing about that you're you have some you have a weight on your shoulders and even around your own family you feel like you can't be yourself there's a lot that maybe you want to speak on but you can't just because you feel like um you know the moment that you open your your mouth about a part of you that is you know a huge part of you is going to be judged or Uh um you know taken negatively so i just feel like since moving out here having that climate, more sunlight, the beautiful weather, being outside, being able to breathe that in and enjoying it with the person who, you know, the other, your, just say your other half, you know, um, and also being open about yourselves in a place like it's like, it's a new place. People know me and know her, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a secret. She's not my roommate. You know what I mean? She's yeah. not just a friend or, um, you know, family member. It's just this is this is me, yeah. and people accept that. So being out here, I just feel like I've been accepted, and um, been able to just live freely, and we do whatever we want um, without worry of judgment from anybody. Yeah. So being free makes you feel happier. It makes you feel more uplifted. You know. Yep. So when I'm training and I'm, I'm or I'm fighting against other people, I'm. I'm enjoying myself because I feel, I just feel free because I'm me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's the best way that I can describe that. Cause no, that was, it's that crazy was pretty, how stuff like that can on. affect your, yeah. Well, we know this too, because we see professional athletes who, um, they could be, you know, basketball players, let's say, you mm-hmm. know, they could be having the greatest year of their life. They're, they're, you know, a couple of years where they're performing amazing. Everybody loves them. And then sometime they just fall off. 
and nobody knows what happened. Well, outside of that, maybe they went through a divorce. Yep. Maybe they lost a family member. And sometimes that stuff affects your performance and it just affects their happiness. Are they enjoying what they're doing? And I got to a point back home where I, I was telling myself I was enjoying what I was doing and what I loved about it. And, but I, I was like forcing it because I started off loving what I was doing. But then the stresses I, in the last few years had gotten to me and I had to, like I said, regroup after last year. So, um, yeah, being able to be open and be yourself is freeing and it does affect your performance in your career. Oh, for sure. I think any athlete would understand the mental side. Anyone that's performed or done anything, not even in sports. Um, mm-hmm. If you do something at a high level, it takes it takes a strong mind to do that. What I think mm-hmm. people don't realize is that, or some people don't realize, is fighting. You don't re- people don't realize how much of a mental game it is. Mm-hmm. Until you actually get in that ring or get in that cage and get in that situation. And all of a sudden, someone's punching you, someone's kicking you, someone's doing something at you. And your reaction, if they're, if anything's delayed, if, if you're distracted at any moment of time, yeah. it, it messes you up. And I can only imagine, um, you, I understand what, when you say you can't blame your losses on that. Mm-hmm. I will say we, it affects training. It affects training mm-hmm. when you can't be yourself, when you, as you said, when you're hiding yourself, you can't go home and be open. You can't be transparent with your, all your loved ones. You can't just live this life that affects training. That affect that's, that's something wearing you down and weighing you down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, regardless of the wins or losses that came before, what'll come after, I think would it be fair to say that you're probably having the most fun you ever had training and doing, doing your career right now? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's helpful that being at syndicate, um, John is, he's one of the coaches that's open to, you know, your style mm. and allowing you to be you because I feel like a lot of places. And again, I always kind of, anytime I've talked about this, I have to put that this little disclaimer out here. I'm not talking negatively about Rufus Ford yeah. in any way. Um, I feel like some coaches in general, from what I hear throughout the martial arts world, some of them are very stuck in their ways. No, this is the right way to do this. And you don't want to do that. Yep. Right. But when I talk to John and he, he works with me, he knows my style already. Um, and he just gives me little tips or just better ways to do things or try to add this into your arsenal. See if this will work for you or this would be really good for you. You should work on it and see if, you know, this is good for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like how you feel about it. He's, he's very open. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that martial arts is your style. You know, that's the point of the art. It's just like people might not realize it because all you got to think about is like, you know, arts, uh, painters or drawers, yes. right? People who have their art on the wall. And you might know who did that piece of work because it's their style. It's the same way with martial arts. It's your own form of self-expression through combat. So my style isn't like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it's, I I love what I love, but because my body type is different than most of the girls I face, it's, it might be different. It might be a different style than them. Uh Um, So that's what, something I really appreciate about John over at Syndicate. Um, You know, he, he's really just opened the door and to say, Hey, you know, work on your stuff and I'm going to help you compliment yourself. I'm going to help you compliment your style and your moves, your arsenal and help give you more, you know? So that's something I really like about him. Um, Man, that's yeah, it it makes me happy. Yeah. I I feel like I don't have someone over my shoulders all the time. You know what I mean? I I don't have someone telling me, no, don't do this. No, you gotta do this. You know what I mean? It's, well, you can try that. But I don't think it would work. But if you, you know, if it works for you, okay. It wouldn't be my cup of tea. You know what I mean? It's it's much more open. Yeah, that is a I call, and this isn't an insult to those coaches. I call mm-hmm. those coaches though. Um, kind of, um, they're always stuck in their ways. They're always stuck yeah. in the mud. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. A lot of those coaches find success. Mm-hmm. However. I always look at, uh, I guess I always think of Sun Tzu or I think of, yeah, you know, Art of War. I think of even Robert Greene's books, uh, 
33 strategies of war, you can't rely on your last last victory. Eventually, someone no. catches up, and that's been proven yeah. over and over again. Um, I'm very happy I came from a coach like that uh, and yeah. when it comes to Muay Thai, and I'm very happy that I always tell people uh, the way I coach I'm always looking to change something or evolve something just about me personally. And I love yeah. having people that strike different. It's like, wow, that's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't mm -hmm. do that, but Hey, let's, let's, let's try it out. Let's see. Let me see. Yeah. Let, let's see if, um, let's see where the openings would be. Just keep doing that. I'm going to see if there's openings that you're leaving open and we'll yeah. kind of go from there. And that's the, again, and I think you touched on it. People forget. It's an art, mixed yeah. martial art. Muay Thai is a yeah. form of art. Boxing to me is a form of art. Anything, anything to do with this, this is art. And who, who are we to say, you're right, I'm wrong. Let's just find a way so you don't get hit in the face <laughs> and get dropped. And right. let's find a way for you to be able to um, sprawl. Let's find a way for you yeah. to be dominant in, in the positions that you want to be in. Oh, that's dope. That sounds like an incredible coach. Um, yeah. Sounds like you've been very blessed with some dope coaches. That's that's yeah. incredible. Um so what is the next move for you then? Um well, right now I don't have anything lined up. Um my manager is looking for something for me, so I'm kind of just open. I'm just training me while that's all I've ever done while management has tried to find me fights because I'm not someone who takes time off like that mm -hmm. unless I have like an injury or something. Um, but while I'm just training, I let my management focus on what's next for me for fight wise. Cause I'm, I'm pretty open. So whatever he can come up with. And are we looking just for MMA? Or are you open for uh, a Muay Thai fight? What is, what is, what are we looking at? Um, I hadn't thought much about Muay Thai, but I think I could, I would do one or two fights just to kind of see what that's like, you know, uh -huh. get away from any grappling just to kind of see how I would do in that world. Um, I would also look at how I would do in possibly even boxing, I would maybe try a couple that. matches oh, just to, man. yeah, like, but I feel like if I were to do that, um, you know, I respect boxing a lot. I uh -huh. think it's, it's an amazing art. And um, I would like, I always hate the, the, the debate that people always say, what about MMA versus boxing? They're two different arts. Yeah. Like, come on. They just have respect for them both yep. because boxers are like snipers to me. They're just, that's their specialty. Yeah. You know, and then some boxers can translate over to MMA well. Like we saw Anderson Silva yep. beat, was it like Chavez Jr. Yep. And then he just had another, another win recently, I believe. And then you see some other MMA fighters translate, transfer over to boxing and they don't do too well. Yeah. But, it just depends on the fighter, I think. It depends on them, their style. And, you know, just like that, even if boxers go over to MMA, some of them can do very well, just depending on their style, their footwork, yeah. how they move. So that the whole debate to me is just, oh, it's so stupid. It's just, just have respect. And it's like, if you want to step over there and just try it out, then do that. So, like, if I stepped over into boxing, it's nothing but respect. And guess what? I'm going to put my best foot forward and, and focus on boxing beforehand. It's not, to me, it wouldn't be MMA versus boxing. I, oh, I just, every time I say that, I like, yeah. Ugh. But, um, like, for instance, you look at Clarissa Shields, right? She's coming, she came over to MMA, uh -huh. but she came over because she wanted to push herself. Yes. She wanted to see what she was capable of and she wants to be the best, right? She didn't come over with an attitude at MMA versus boxing. And that's why I think um, a lot of people should give her respect yeah. in that aspect because she came over for herself. And at the end of the day, people are always going to have opinions on, you know, what you're going to do with mm -hmm. your life. Meanwhile, they're just sitting there living their life, doing whatever the fuck they want to do. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, people, you got to do what, what makes you happy. Exactly. People are quick to judge other people but not live their own life to their own full capacity now boxing yeah. honestly i think you would uh do really well in boxing um mm -hmm. I, I actually started when i oh man this is showing my age back around 2009 2010 <laughs> at rufus sports but this it it was completely different different location um i started uh -huh. boxing i was boxing with uh 
Duke's brother. And so uh, I love boxing. Boxing is amazing. Mm -hmm. And the way you play with your hands, um, I mm -hmm. know a lot of people won't understand that unless they actually see you compete. Um, mm -hmm. The way you play with your hands, oh, man, that jab would be amazing. I can only <laughs> imagine that double or triple jab coming right at somebody. Oh, that would be amazing. I would... I, I'm getting front row seats to that one. You get on a boxing card. Let me know I am there because that I I'm supporting all of them. But I'm just picturing it's a little bit different to throw that double or triple jab in MMA that you got to worry yeah. about the takedowns. But boxing that would be mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. That would be dope. Oh man! So if I don't like doing call outs, so I'm not. Uh, there's a way I want to ask this though. If there was, if there was a dream fight with you and anyone of any generation, if you could pick them, I don't care if they're dead or alive. I don't care if they're man or woman. I don't care. But three people that you would just love. I won't even say fight, work with, spar with. Who okay. who would they sort of be? I'll take the pressure off that one, so okay. no one gets offended. Um, well, I was gonna say I, I don't have anyone that I would that I thought of that I would like to fight. It's I've always thought like, who would I like to train with mm, and learn from? Yeah. So I would love my absolute favorite Thai fighter um, would be um, Sanchai. <laughs> of <Yeah>. course. <laughs> of course. Like, you know, the way he plays with his hands, yes. the way he's so loose on his feet. Um, I actually try to emulate it. Definitely not on his level. Let's just be honest. You know, like I, I, I can say that he's fucking Sanchai. You can't. Yeah. I, yeah. He's been fighting since he was how old. Right. Yes. But to see his fluidity, um, and just how much fun he has in yeah. his fights, his antics that aren't necessarily showboating, they throw his opponents off. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I learn just from watching him and Sometimes, for instance, um, you know, I could be training and I'll notice I'm like, I feel like I'm just not doing very well. I feel kind of stuck today. I feel like I'm thinking too hard. Uh -huh. And sometimes you just kind of have to watch someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just be like, that's what I was trying to do. OK, I'm looking at how they're moving. And then you can kind of start emulating it. Like, it's just uh -huh. like when I play basketball, you play basketball. Who's your favorite fight or who's your favorite you know, player? And then you try to emulate some of their moves. You know what I mean? So, like, playing basketball, I would try to emulate something Vince Carter did or Tracy McGrady did mm. or, you know, Kobe, I think he was an amazing player. He wasn't my favorite, but he always has, like, respect because yeah. of his work ethic. Um, but, like, certain moves that maybe he did. Mm. So, even in fighting, I try to emulate certain things. And being from Rufus Sport, I would watch people like Anthony and Sergio, mm -hmm. even Mike Biggie Rhodes or um, Eric Koch back when he was there. Mm -hmm. And I would watch some of their movement and how they would throw people off or sneak something really quick in there. I would try to take some of those moves. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's just it's a lot of work. So, obviously, to even try to get to that level. So, you know, back to who I would choose. I would choose Sanchai for sure. Um, Anderson Silva. Oh. And then, um, you know, this breaks my heart that Joanna retired, but she was one of my favorite female fighters. And if I could even just train with her a little bit, Ooh, I would like to see what that would be like. Um, and Amanda Nunes. Mm. Amanda Nunes is a beast. So yeah. those are the four that would, that would pop in my head right away. That's incredible. See, when you said Ty, I was very interested. It it doesn't shock me that you picked Sanchai. It does that <laughs> I was waiting for Samart. I don't know. Are you familiar with Samart? I've heard it. I've okay. heard the name. Um I him and Sanchai are different, but he mm -hmm. they call him the Ali of Thai boxing because of the All way right. he moved and he was really long. And he would use his mm -hmm. jab and use his teep so well. And but he would move like a boxer. He would move like Ali and move around, and all of a sudden you're getting teeped through the ropes or something. It was incredible. But Senchai, I think I might know who you're talking about. Senchai is the fact that he's able to still do it. As you talked mm -hmm. about it at a high level, and he mm -hmm. makes people. You end up laughing at his fights because yeah. the way he just he smiles, he laughs. You miss a kick. I, I could only imagine trying if I missed the technique, 
and just seeing him smile and it's like I would have no choice but to smile back. It's like, okay, yeah, you got me on that one. You got me. You got me. Okay, let's play the game yeah. some more. Um, Anderson Silva. I believe I know why Anderson Silva. I mean, he's my favorite fighter of all time. He's hands down. Um, mm -hmm. Why did you choose Anderson Silva? Very similar reasons. Because um, of the way that he moved. Um he would throw people off as well. Yeah. And he was just so loose and you never knew what he was going to throw. He's another person I try to emulate certain movement from mm. like the, the shuffle of the feet. Uh, that's a sense definitely from Sanchai. Right. And mm. then like Anderson would shuffle his feet at times. You switch stances. You would, you would mess with his hands and yep. suddenly a kick was coming or he would mess his, like play with his hands. And maybe you think a kick is coming and then a punch is coming mm. and it could be a really short one. That's right there, but it's there. Like, yeah. you know, it's, I, I try to copy. Sorry, my earbud is. You're all good. Um, I, I try to emulate certain things that they do. Um, mm. And Anderson, obviously, for for similar reasons. Yeah. Amanda Nunez and you wait, uh, man, Joanna. Well, Amanda and Joanna. Why, Amanda? I, I'm pretty sure I'll know what. I have an idea why Amanda. I'm curious on Joanna. Because you two are completely different strikers. Completely yeah. different strikers. So why Joanna? Even though we're completely different strikers, I admire her a lot. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so even if I have a different style from somebody, I would like to train with them just because I'm just, I've always loved watching her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that would just be, that would be more of a fan thing for me to, okay. you know, fangirl. Her yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> I'll spar with you. I want to learn, you know, I want to see kind of like how what it would be like to spar with you that's, yeah. that's a fangirl moment for me and possibly even with amanda both similar mm -hmm. um reasons i'm a fangirl of both of oh, them oh that's awesome man that's incredible you touched on it you named two any other basketball any other hoopers that you if if you could grab a ball right now and say yo let's 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 do a one-on-one -on -one right quick let's let's do something who would it be? Or name um, a few. Or are there any so hoopers? Huh? Or are there any hoopers right now? Um, I don't know if there are any right now because I honestly I don't really watch basketball mm. that often anymore. Um, if I was up on, you know, who the top players were right mm -hmm. now, um, I would probably be able to pick someone but like right now i know that there's steph curry you know uh -huh. he's he's fun to watch obviously lebron who doesn't know lebron uh -huh. um and kyrie irving though he's probably one of my favorite players to watch um even just highlights of him i barely like i said i barely watch but whenever i do watch i'm like just in awe so i, I don't know if i would ever say let me play against you they'd all bust my ass really bad but <laughs> you know just to me just to learn yeah, I meet and just kind of have fun, like shoot around with or something. I would do something like that mm. with one of them. Um, but honestly, though, I think Kyrie would probably be my first choice out of them. Mm. That's what's up. That man is very skilled at dribbling the basketball. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, so before we we wrap this all up, like I said before, this is all focusing on seek death as morbid as it might sound, is really focused on people becoming a better version of themselves and really focusing on mentally becoming healthier and stronger. And mm -hmm. some of the things you've touched on had just being free has given you some more power, more more strength to go forward and do what you got to do, even having the the strength to move to make that judgment to do that what are some things that mm, we'll keep it to fighting because it's it's and mma because a lot more women and a lot more people are getting into it overall and i mean you're seeing kids just train in mma mm -hmm. um from the get-go i can't the next 10 years you're gonna see such a jump and and such a crazy evolution of the game what are some things that you some tips on mental wellness not just the physical side but i don't think people talk about talk enough about the mental side of fighting what are some tips that you can give people that are trying to break in and make this a career 
that can help them? Um, I would say to, before you step into it, um, know your reasons why you're doing it. Mm. You know, if it's, if it's to impress anybody, don't do it for those reasons because, um, impressing people in MMA, it's, it's, it's not really a, it's not a good reason at all because you could be winning. And then the moment you lose, people just forget about you. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. if you're doing it and you bust your ass, nobody has any idea how hard you're working towards it. They don't know the blood, the sweat, the tears, the effort. You know, there's a lot of people who are just fans that have never stepped into even just a gym to try things out. Right. But you can have a lot of people behind you while you're winning but the moment you lose, suddenly you suck and people are talking shit to you about you and they're bringing you down because, and it's easy to let that stuff take you down because you're a human and you're trying to be the best version of yourself in something that you possibly love. But um, if you don't love it and you're doing it because you think that it's cool, you're not, I don't think you'll do very well or you'll last very long. Cause my example would be Jose Aldo, right? He was undefeated for 10 years, dominant, one of the most dominant champions ever. But the moment he lost to to Connor, everybody started writing him off and, oh, he's not that great or he sucks or whatever. Connor punched him once and he yeah. fell. Yeah, but did Connor punch you? Because I'm sure you would have fallen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> Jose Aldo would beat the shit out of most of the people yeah. in this world. So, so it's just make sure that you have a good reason to do it. If you're doing it because you – are just obviously interested in it or you love it or mm-hmm. like for me i just have always been drawn to it even outside of basketball i just never had the opportunity um i've always been drawn to it learning techniques learning what i'm capable of you know what can i make it through oh i feel like i can't break through this barrier for a long time and then one day suddenly something clicks and it's like you just feel so so good about it you feel so accomplished you just you know what I mean? Like you have different reasons why you're doing it. Do it for the right reasons. Do it for yourself. Do it because you love it. You know what I mean? Just don't do it for other people. Um, and then just remember that it's it's a pretty cutthroat sport. So if you do end up losing a fight, you can't let all the outside negativity get to you. Everybody's going to question you. Even if it's family or friends, people will make comments. Family... Not talking about my own family, but family can be toxic too. You know what I mean? So maybe relatives or some people that you haven't heard of forever start reaching out to you because you start getting a little bit bigger. You start getting better, but you never heard from them like that. Or you barely ever heard from them. Suddenly you lose and you stop hearing about them. You know what I mean? It it can be in family too. So um, just do it for the right reasons and make sure that you keep your circle small with the people who have been there with you from the beginning. That's what's up. That's great advice. Um, have you heard of Jay Shetty? Who? Jay Shetty. He's no. uh he wrote a book, um, how to be a think like a monk. He's a former mm-hmm. monk uh, that left because he he felt he he wanted to do more with his teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked. He it's it's kind of weird talking about this part of it but uh he did a great episode once for his podcast with will smith and they mm-hmm. were talking about how sometimes you got to cut people out of your life you have to remove toxic people out of your life they 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 can get a time out it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay to give people a time out sometimes and i think you touched on that that was uh yeah that was really dope is not so much family but are there people you've had to give a timeout in your life and say, okay, your energy isn't <laughs> isn't great for my well being right now? Go sit down in the corner. We'll see. We'll see what it's like in in the future. In general, not just like with fighting, but yeah, just throughout mm. life, I have had to do that with people. Um, a lot of people don't realize that their negativity can affect you as much as it does, or maybe sometimes people don't even realize that they're being negative. You know mm. what I mean? Like some people have a uh, daily or like a something that they do all the time. Maybe they're always dramatic. Maybe they're always negative. Maybe they're always, always insulting you in, in their mind. They think that they're helping you in some way. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just people in general. And oh, it's yeah. not, it's not a healthy <laughs> thing at all. So yeah, I definitely have to do that. And um, I've had to explain why. <laughs> man. Well, that's, you know what? 
the how can I put this? Let me give you your roses right now. I I am a as a coach. This is I don't know if this is weird to say, but as a as a coach, I try to get fighters to worry less about the result. Yeah, of course. Who, who nobody wants to fucking lose. Nobody wants to experience that. Right. However, you can only control what you can control. Control you, focus on you, make yourself better. Don't worry about the result. Mm-hmm. The results will be what they are. Mm-hmm. You let me give your roses one because I've seen you dominate people. I've seen you like first of all, you won the the first first gold world's uh world first gold medal in the world's MMA gamma like the yeah. it it's the first uh it was the first time that the world has competed in MMA and you won the gold medal in your division i've mm-hmm. seen you dominate as a pro kickboxer a pro i'm sorry a pro MMA fighter and to hear how you talk now still so upbeat so positive and doing your thing, like, for real, kudos. Because even on, like, even just reaching out to you on social media sometimes, like, just a quick, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, you've always kept it super positive. You've always been super dope. And I always find it important to give someone their roses while they're still here. Fuck giving them their roses when they're not here. <laughs> like, they deserve that yeah. shit when they're here. So, like, you're a complete inspiration to all future fighters. I don't sure. Yes. You're inspiration to upcoming female competitors, but I think overall, I I think all fighters can really learn something from you and, and hopefully they get something out of this, out of your messages because you've dropped so many gems just Mm -hmm. on the mental wellness side, on the emotional side, on living your truth Imagine if everybody just lived their fucking truth out in the world, how much happier and joyful everybody would be. So kudos to you for living your fucking truth and and being completely free and and just being you. That is so inspiring. And like I'm I'm getting hyped. I'm mad that we already had <laughs> camp. I wish we had had another session tonight cuz like I'm ready to go. Like you are <laughs> it's really really dope and I don't hear a lot of people that talk about living their truth, let alone it's we live in a society where women don't live their truth enough. Mm-hmm. Last question. Where is that something you had to find on your own? Is there someone that you can shout out for that? Like, where did that come from? Whether it was a book, learning it, what, whatever. I think it was just through experience. Mm. Um, you know, I look back at certain things that I went through where I just, I was still suppressing my real self. Um, or a big portion of myself, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just got sick of doing it. And then I think that age does have a factor in it, you know, because <clears throat> if we're going to talk about, you know, my relationship, right, for as being a huge part of me, um, you know, when you're younger and you're in your parents' household or, or, or you're able to be controlled somewhat by them, and they, they're able to hold rules over you you don't want to be open. You know what I mean? Uh Like it kind of stops you from, from being open because you don't want to deal with the negativity. You don't want to be controlled. You don't want to be told that you being you is incorrect or that it's wrong or that it's, you know what I mean? Like just anything negative like that. So I think that part of it came to be that I had to tell myself, I'm I'm 31 years old. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, yeah, no, for real. Why That's I, real talk. <laughs> people who care, but for what reason? What reason do you care? Oh, what I man. do? You know, like the only people who really um, had an issue with it were my parents, um, and it's just because it's the household I was raised in. You uh-huh. know, Christianity, what we've been taught. My dad used to be on the church board when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like there's, 
just the the belief system that I was raised in. And I'm not saying that I no longer believe and, you know, I'm not a Christian anymore. Like I have my, the thing is I have my own relationship with God. And even if people aren't, um, you know, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to have the same beliefs as me. That's fine. That's, that's your belief. So I'm not, I'm not one who's going to try to like force it on anybody else. I have my own questions, my own issues. You know what I mean? Uh Like that's just what it is. But at the end of the day, when you realize fuck i'm 31 years old who am i trying to oppress i'm not happy like why why do i have to keep trying to live a certain life or um try to force myself to do something that doesn't make me happy and i just got tired of doing that i got tired of hiding who i was and and hiding you know someone who's such a big part of me and only allowing them to be on the level of friend in other people's Mm -hmm. eyes when i'm just like no she's so much more you know what i mean like and when I did tell my parents about it, I was like, there's much more to this than you guys realize. This is someone who has um, caught me when I've you know, almost fell down going through some certain things that I was going through, depression things, things that um, you know, other people can't really do for you because they don't know you on that level. So I just got tired. I just got tired of hiding it. That's all there is to it. I think that sometimes when people are living and they're going through crap, sometimes they just have to get fed up. And just say, fuck it, I'm done with this. And just be themselves. And that's that's essentially what happened to me. Man, again, thank you for sharing everything that you shared. Kudos to you. Like, you are so inspirational. I don't know if you will ever see yourself like that, but everything you just talked about, <laughs> to me, is the embodiment of seeking that metamorphosis that you must do to change you just said fuck it i'm being me and you either mm-hmm. love it or you don't but i'm gonna keep living my best life and mm-hmm. yo thank you so much for taking time with us thank you for sharing everything and like you're truly amazing like thank I you fucking mean it like you are ah <laughs> so dope and I know we look forward to seeing you back at it, punching people in the face, and that sounds mean, but it, we, we get it. We we you and I get it. Um, looking yeah. forward to punching and kicking people in the face and doing your damn thing, um, man. And and thank you for doing this again. The second time, of course, had, I was able to focus a little better on the questions. So thank you so much, um, man. Sha Evans. We were out the we were without the creep today, um, but uh, we yeah. doing the damn thing, uh, man. Talk to y'all later. Oh wait, can you share your social media with everybody? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Laura Sanchez MMA. Also on Twitter at Laura Sanchez MMA. I'm not really on Twitter too often, but I, I got to <laughs> it up. But help me out, guys. Let's go. Start giving me a little follow. Follower. So try to grow that portion um otherwise i am on uh, facebook you can find me on there too i have a fan page just laura sanchez and uh that's it but quickly though i did want to give a shout out to a couple sponsors though. oh let's get it um i have a sponsor out here liquid las vegas the best acai bowls as well as uh cold pressed juice and then um also combat corner they give the best gear out there for you uh look at you shit nod your head you know yeah already <laughs> Yep, and I've been with them since I started. So, um, yeah, check them out as well. Oh, man. Well, let's get it. Man, thank you again for all the support, and we appreciate y'all, and hopefully you enjoyed, Laura, everything Laura had to say, and you took some gems out of there, and um, that'll help you with your mental wellness. Follow her on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let's get it. Peace.